Hello, and welcome to the Irish Memory Box, brought to you by Irish Community Services. ICS is an immigration and social services provider located in Chicago. The Irish Memory Box fosters a more vibrant sense of community by connecting people of Irish heritage from different generations. It is a new way for Irish generations to communicate and learn from each other. Today, Mary McCusker will be interviewed by Everly. Hi, Everly. Can you tell us a bit about yourself? I'm eight years old, almost nine because my birthday's in like a week. And a little bit about me is that I have red curly hair. I'm a professional child actress and model. And I love music. I also am a singer. I released my first single that I wrote, and it's called Living in a Virtual World. I wrote it last spring. I also love to travel and read. And I also really love interviewing people and getting a chance to know them. Everly, that was amazing. I'm so in awe of everything that you've just said, and you're eight years old. Mary! How are you? To follow that wonderful little spiel from Everly, would you mind giving us a little bit of info about yourself? Well, I don't think I can be as articulate. That was so incredible. <laughs> I am from Boston, Massachusetts. I went to the Boston Conservatory of Music. Everybody in my family was very fun, and we did lots of skits in my house, and that's where I got what they call the acting bug. I decided I wanted to be an actress. So I went to the Boston Conservatory of Music. Then I moved to New York and I studied at the Neighborhood Playhouse, which was a two-year program working with very famous teacher at the time, uh, Sanford Meisner. And after that two-year program, I met my husband and we flew up to San Francisco and I joined an improv comedy group. So that was my first professional job where I actually got paid. And we ran that show for about four years. And then I started doing TV and film and I worked as an actress for a long time, loved it. But then this movie came up, a woman at an Academy Awards, Sharon Stone, thanked her acting coach for his help on the film and that she won the Academy Award for. And I thought that's what I wanted, what would like to do. I would like to be an on-set acting coach. And about a year later, I got a phone call from a director that I had worked with several times as an actress, and his name was Joel Schumacher, and he invited me to come and be the onset coach for a boy who was 11 years old, who was starring in a big feature film called The Client in Memphis, Tennessee, and it was with Susan Sarandon and Tommy Lee Jones, a very expensive film, and I was his acting coach on it, and everybody loved his performance. And he had never acted before. And so he got all these other jobs and I went with him on set for the next three jobs. And then I, then I became known in the industry as a kid coach, that I was someone who could help kids who haven't acted very much. So I, I just started a whole new career. And for 23 years now, I have been an onset acting coach. And I decided during COVID to write a book and I interviewed a lot of the directors that I worked with and a lot of the casting directors that I worked with 
asking them, what do you look for when an actor walks into the room? How can an actor give their best audition? I titled the book Auditioning, what they say when you leave the room, because it, that came to me one night when I was falling asleep. And I thought, that is how we all feel when we come out of an audition. We think, is that good? Did I do the right thing? Should I have? They looked at me. Hmm. Hi, Mary. It's so nice to talk with you today. Now, let's begin. Tell me about your family. I was raised uh, in Boston. I'm one of seven children. I'm second to the youngest. So we would invite people over to our house and it was the big joke. We'd say, oh, you have to meet my sister Jane. And then Jane would say, hi, how are you? And then she would trip and fall all the way down the stairs. And we would all scream laughing. And the person who was meeting her was just sort of shocked. And then everybody would burst out laughing. So we loved to play jokes. It was really fun. And we used to go down to Cape Cod in the summer, go to the beach for a few weeks, ride our bikes, be on the water. It was it was really good. That sounds a lot of fun. Um, Yeah, my little sister is the really, really funny one in the this family. Do you have any favorite stories from your childhood? Cape Cod every summer. That was that was my favorite, favorite time. Oh, Christmas was really fun in my house too. So it's, it's a toss up. What was great about Christmas is because there were so many kids, we couldn't just run and get our presents in the morning after Santa Claus came. We would all have to eat our breakfast first, go to church, then come back. And then my father had a curtain over the living room and we all stood in line according to our age. And then he, he would ceremoniously pull the curtain, open the French doors, and then we'd run in. But that was really fun. And Cape Cod was just about playing in the ocean. I just loved the ocean. Yeah, I like the ocean too. Um, so tell me about your Irish connection. My grandmother, she came, her cousin came to her one day and said, uh, I'm bringing people over. I want you to come. This is like 1900s. We actually went over to Ireland and met all of our relatives. She cleaned houses for a living. And she met, I'm sure she met my, her, her husband, my grandfather in church, because that's how people met in those days. They would go to dances or go to church. And, uh, I didn't get to know either of them because they passed away before I was born. We went to Malinhead and we had a magical time meeting all our relatives. We came into this room and met like 30 people. Everybody came up to meet us. I became an Irish citizen this year. I want to teach everything I know about acting. That's my dream. <laughs> What's your favorite part of Ireland? I love to hike there. I think the hiking is some of the best in the world. I've traveled a lot. I love to travel. That's one of my favorite things. And uh, my sister and I went over the last time we flew into Shannon and we walked the cliffs some more, but we didn't do the cliffs where all the buses are now. We found a back way and we were able to walk all along by the ocean where there were half a dozen people. It's so Fabulous. There's great hiking in Ireland because it's so green. I haven't gone to Ireland yet, but I'm really hoping to soon. Are there any Irish actors, TV shows, or movies that you really love? Uh, Daniel Day-Lewis lives outside Dublin. I do know that. Uh, he's one of my favorite actors ever, but I don't think he's born in Ireland. There's a musical group called The Script. And there's a drummer in the band. Uh, his name is uh, Glenn Power. 
And he came to me for coaching. He was uh, recommended by a friend of mine. And so he, he came over here one summer and I coached him. So we've kept in touch all this time. And we've even talked about doing a house trade sometime because he lives outside Dublin. And I've said, we could switch houses. You could come and stay here and I could stay at your place. <laughs> we talk about it all the time. That sounds so cool. Let's get down to business. So let's talk about your work. You have been a successful actress and acting coach for many years in LA, right? By the way, my dad is obsessed with TV shows from the 80s. And he showed me some scenes of you on his favorite shows, like Knight Rider and Star Trek The Next Generation. That's very funny. <laughs> um, and do you have a favorite role from your past? A role that I loved doing was about the nuns that were killed in El Salvador. It was a movie of the week. I played one of the nuns, and it was such a moving experience when I came back. There was a lot of refugees coming into the country in, and they were coming into Los Angeles and they were looking for asylum. So uh, I volunteered to work down at the center that was a healthcare center in, in LA called uh, Oscar Romero Clinic. It just changed me because I realized I was an actress and I thought my life was so fun and interesting. What do you like most about coaching actors? I like coaching actors because every person is someone new and they're a puzzle. We have to figure out how you can imagine, use your imagination to figure out how to become that character. It's To me, it's exciting. Together with the actor, we figure out the best way to make it come alive. Can you tell me about a special experience of being on set? The last feature film that I did was Big Miracle. I absolutely fell in love with Alaska up there. I made friends with the casting director. And for five years, I went up every year. I would do these acting workshops. Alaska was stunning. And the people, the Inupiaq Native Alaskans were just beautiful people. I ate my first taste of whale meat. That sounds amazing. Well, as a child actor, I have to do a lot of auditions. Do you have advice for both kids and adults for going after their dreams and not giving up? So at eight, imagine how many auditions you're gonna go on. So many. Every time you audition is a chance to explore a character and to act. Whether you get it or not, let it go because you're going to do so many. And, and, and there's a reason that you get it or don't get it. It has nothing to do with you. And that's really hard to understand. That's my advice. What are a few things an actor should do right before they do a scene? So you walk in the audition room and everybody's, hi, how are you? Oh, you look cute. I love that shirt. What'd you get that? Your hair's so pretty. You're, you're, oh, wow, you're a redhead. But maybe it's a dramatic scene and you have an idea that you want to be in a sad mood. So you can be polite and be nice to everybody. And, and then you can say, and all the casting people say it. Can I take a minute? Can I take 30 seconds just to focus? Take a breath, just take a moment, and then say I'm ready. Lastly, um, just for fun, I have a few would you rather questions. Um, <laughs> so number one, would you rather ride a dragon or ride a whale? 
I would rather ride a whale since I love the ocean so much. And since I have had this experience of being around whales and seeing who they are, what they are, watching them in the ocean come up and go out and dump, dive again. Wow, that would be incredible. Would you rather be really fast or really strong? I would like to be really strong. I would like to, because if you're really strong, then you can be really fast or really slow. Would you rather live a hundred years in the past or a hundred years in the future? If I lived a hundred years in the past, I would be able to meet my grandmother. I, that's the fantasy of mine to, to think about coming over on the boat with her and coming to, to the United States for the first time. And, but I've wanted to observe it. You know what I mean? I'd like to almost be a ghost. Would you rather live in the clouds or underwater? I'd like to live in the clouds just because that's so different. You see the big picture of our planet. Yeah. You bird and fly. I would like to live in the clouds too. Would you rather be a wizard or be a superhero? I'd rather be a wizard. I'd rather be super wise and understand the big picture of life. So is there anything else you would like to share with the listeners? I, I actually am curious about you. So what is your favorite acting job or that you've done or have you done any yet? Are you still auditioning? Um, I've been in a couple musicals, a few commercials, and I've also been on Chicago Fire Season 7, Episode 7. Before we finish up, I wanted to ask you both if you have any hopes or wishes or advice to the people who will be listening. Stay strong during these times. Before you know it, everything will be back to normal. I think that each of us are so unique and being Irish, I'm very proud of being Irish. Um, so I think that one should always be proud of one's heritage. The amount of content that's happening now, there's so many ways to get work. Your Irishness is what makes you unique. I think it's valuable for everyone to look at, to be able to speak with an Irish accent and without it, if you're an actor. I had a very strong Boston accent. So I had a, I had a teacher say to me, you're not going to work as an actress unless you lose that accent. And I was hurt at first. And then I thought, you know, she's right. And to not give up hope because everything goes in spurts and starts. And what you think is not pushing you forward is in fact teaching you something about life that will later you can bring to your acting. So I say never give up hope. Thank you both for joining us today. Um, it's been wonderful listening to you. Mary, do you want to direct people towards your book? My book is called Auditioning, What They Say When You Leave the Room by Mary McCusker. It's interviews with casting directors and directors. You can find it on Amazon. I also, what I did is I filmed every interview that I did with these people and, um, and I put it up on YouTube. So I have, you can go to YouTube and like and subscribe and it's it's called Mary McCusker auditioning what they say. And I'm on Instagram at Mary McCusker Acting Studio. And I do post the videos there too. So that brings us to the end of this episode. 
If you would like to capture Irish memories, please email me grace at irishchicago.org. If you know someone with a story or two, let me know. The Irish Memory Box is yours. Thank you.